think I need, I think I need another cheeseburger. Let me see if I get this straight, Andrew. You're out and about today. Were you working or were you? No, I was. I was on my way home from work. And okay. You clocked I, okay. out. And, and you, I, I'm driving down Route 40. And you witnessed and... someone in a moped <laughs> waving to someone on a motorcycle as if to say, "Hello, fellow two-wheeled commuter." And and the motorcyclist waved back. Okay. Okay. Now. There's a culture out there amongst the motorcycle enthusiasts, and as you're driving mm-hmm. by, and uh, you give them like you, you basically take your one hand off the steer the the steering wheel. What the fuck you call it? Handlebars. Handlebars. And you, and you almost like point down at the ground to like your left as they're coming by. Like you're pointing at them, like at their front wheel, kind of as they're going by. Like, hey, what's going on, fellow uh, brother of the wind? And they're supposed <laughs> to kind of do it in return. Uh-huh. And this motorcyclist, you can just see him. He sees the guy. He's got his sunglasses on, but he just does this thing. He just says, like, fuck are you doing? Like, dude's sitting there like he's in a church pew, both feet fucking high and tight at 12 o'clock. Like, howdy, neighbor. And this motorcycle man was not having any of it. Like, we we are not the same. There's there's equality in the world and there's inequality in the world. And me and you, we are not equals. Right. That thing you're on is not even rated. They won't even require you to get a fucking license plate. You <laughs> kiss my Harley Davidson dick right now. That's hilarious. Yeah, that that does take like a, a Ned Flanders level of ignorance. <laughs> like, you know, look, this guy's got the same amount of axles as I do. Two <laughs> wheels. Or, or an Alan Giannis level of assholeness. Because, like, I would do that shit if I was riding around on a moped for shits and giggles. Well, the best part for me was this guy's, I guess the moped probably only got up to like 40 because he was riding in the shoulder of Route 40. (laughs) And I'm just like, fuck. And I'm looking up the hill and I'm like, I'm not going to make it to the turn lane before this guy gets there. I'm going to have to settle in behind him. Son of a bitch. And then I get behind him. And I saw the motorcycle coming across Jackson Station Road West, like right there at the fucking train tracks. And I'm like, he's not gonna, is he? And he did. And then I was just like, just salivating, like, ooh, is this motorcyclist going to actually give him the finger back? And if he gave him any finger, it wasn't the finger he's going to want. <laughs> but I remember, okay, driving around in my Jeep. It's a Jeep thing. You just wouldn't understand. <laughs> you got to throw your hand up. You got to wave at every goddamn Jeep that comes by. There's just this fucking stupid culture. And I know that when I saw the four door Jeeps, you didn't wave to the four-door Jeeps. They weren't the same. Mm. It was only the two-door stomper Jeeps that got the wave. And these yeah. fucking soccer mom Karens out there are like, I've got a Jeep too. No, you don't. You got a family of six, and you wanted a fucking convenient thing that you'll never take off-road that makes you look tough. I'm glad you said that, man, because, like, I was jonesing on a friend because they that they had one of those four-door jams, like a, like a renegade or some shit. You know what I mean? And... I was like, but they were rolling around with like a Jeep club. And I'm like, that, what are you doing? You look like, you look out of place. Like, this is weird. Like, I'm not saying like, don't have have friends and do stuff. You're going to get stuck and you're going to harm your car. Like, just stop. 
Yeah, agreed. Hundred percent. Keep renegades. You, you renegades out there. You you're not us. You, gotcha. you aren't us. We're under the same umbrella. But like you're like that step kid that we just felt sorry for, and we didn't want you to go back to foster care. So we're like, all right, fine. You can have a jeep, I guess. But and look, I don't purport to know like lots about jeep culture. I I think I don't like them. I, that's, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan. It's I'm just not, not my style. I'm not either. But. but yeah, I think it's all like the the ducks where they give each other little duckies, those weirdos. Like, I don't know. It's just so fucking strange to me. But yeah, I agree with you. If you got a renegade, mm-mm. you don't get to do that, I don't think. But see, like, the okay, the Jeep or the standard Jeep, which you were talking about getting waved to by someone else's not, Jeep, but not necessarily in what you would consider the Jeep club. What yeah. you saw today is like a Suzuki sidekick. Waving mm-hmm. to someone in a Jeep. That's how <laughs> I've got, the disparity I've got a of that. <laughs> I have four wheel drive too. Like, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, you sure do. Why don't you try driving that over a pound of sand and see what happens? <laughs> Take a turn at thirty miles an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like okay, like I, it just and I don't know much about the Jeep culture either, Alan. All I know is two door Jeeps wave to two door Jeeps. That's the bottom line for me. That's the only rule I abide by. Um, if somebody's got like a, a like a Jeep Grand Cherokee, it's like no, you have yeah. a lot of money, and we are not the same. I have a medium priced sub SUV vehicle that's four wheel drive and will take me anywhere I want to go in any weather condition. That's what I'm. I'm driving a utilitarian. I should have like an extra jug of water and five extra gallons of gas strapped to the back of my truck. That's the kind of thing I'm driving. You are driving a luxury. A luxury vehicle under the guise of I'm an outdoorsy ruffian. No, you're not. So you don't get to yeah. wave either. That's fair. What was the the like the uh, Suzuki sidekick? Where Geo made a a death trap well, that was similar G- to that. Yeah, Geo made one, and Suzuki. I think they were like the basically the same fucking car. Yeah, they kind of rodeo. Tar- <sighs> they call no, it rodeo. Or something? It wasn't a Rav Four. What was the Geo? Uh, I don't the know. Metro they, they, was the Geo. The Metro was the car, right? Yeah, the yeah. Joint. We know that because Brother Dewey Love had a Geo Metro. Okay. And, yeah, and, nice. and and in, and in classic uh, Fox Family fashion, it was like a nice, like wasn't that like a nice seafoam green? Well, I don't oh, know. They I, were called Geo Trackers. That's mm. right. That's right. Yeah, death traps. You couldn't turn faster than thirty miles an hour, or else you were going <laughs> to be fucking flipping that puppy six or seven times. Uh, yeah, the the ratio. The weight ratio, weight differential was, was terrible in those things. And I remember saying something to my parents when I was like 10 about how cool they looked. And they were, my dad just like, well, I'm never fucking buying you one. Nope. Was a, Not in this I was, household. Uh, I always thought they were, they kind of reminded me of like, uh, what was it? At, was it at Jolly Rogers maybe down in Ocean City where they had the fucking, uh, like the, like the stock trucks. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, the go-karts. Like the, or go-karts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It always kind of reminded me of those. Because they're like the stock the stock trucks are just these little squatty little fucking things. And they <laughs> they, then they boogied. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was fun. Uh, <laughs> I think that's where it was. I don't know. They always probably reminded had, me of that. Outside of like top speed, they probably had better overall performance than the tracker. You know, for better yeah. suspension, better turn yeah, ratio, yeah, better, better everything. Honestly. Better gas mileage. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is actually reminds me. Now, I was thinking about this today when you brought this up, Murr. Even someone on a crotch rocket, again, I'll, I'll use Suzuki or a Yamaha or something like that, waving to someone on a hog or a chopper, if you will. Yeah. Even they're going to get like the, the kind of the stink eye. Like you might get someone who's like, all right, yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay, it's not some, it's not a moped at least. But uh, I saw years ago. I was watching 
uh, special, and I don't remember who who produced it, who aired it, on on Sturgis, kind of the ins and outs, and it was a normal journalist, go, you know, attending Sturgis for a week, and just showing you kind of the party and the the, the culture. And some of the activities they did during the day did this one where it was like a burnout test where people just sat there for hours upon hours huffing uh, burnt fucking rubber <laughs> at, at, at point blank speeds, uh, point blank, point blank distances rather. But I saw they did have a handful of crotch rockets attending. And there was this one area where someone was doing kind of wheelie slash BMX type tricks, but on uh, a crotch rocket and they got one person, a, you know, a, a hell's angel looking motherfucker to be like, well, you know, it's, it's on two wheels. It's cool for me. They, I can't imagine how many people they had to interview to get that one guy to be like, yeah, it's okay. They probably had 1,500 people be like, fuck them. I'll burn them goddamn bitches. I'll run them over with my hog. <laughs> <laughs> we'll burn them on the, think, on the, we'll burn them everywhere. I think that the, I do think that it's just a specific, you're right. I think within the crotch rocket community, there's like there's two communities there. There's like the there's the guys who just are bike enthusiasts and the Harley guys, the cruiser guys. They'll respect them. And then there's the fucking I'm gonna do a wheelie at 105 down 95. I don't think they respect those guys all that much. But yeah. I don't know how you differentiate between the two. I know that the cruiser crew does not like the uh, the three wheel with the two in the front, but they will accept the three wheel with the two in the back. So the trike guys are apparently a part of the community. Uh, that kind of that kind of checks out because, like, yeah, the two you said the two in the back is acceptable. Right? Yeah, two in the front not acceptable. Two in the front not acceptable. I kind of wanted a two in the front, but I feel <sighs> like they are for the brown folk. I'm not gonna lie. I lived I lived in the city and I've seen a lot of large black men on. Them. Yeah, okay, I, you know okay. of the, of the ones in the fucking dope. In the woods of the city, I've I've seen they all are driven by. African Americans and they all are blasting some sort of like yeah some, oh some sort our of neighbor system, our yeah. neighbor had one when we lived down there uh, and fucking he had the uh, he had the fucking Nazi helmet like just the thing with the fucking point <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about too yeah the, the World War One or well I guess it's the World War One fucking yeah. German helmet but either way <laughs> you get what I'm saying yeah. I I bet that they're the same people though because I also feel like here in Cecil County uh, where there's not a lot of brown in town. It's it's white guys that have boats and like to go hiking with their dog on the weekends. And I have a feeling that it's the same general tax bracket just in Baltimore where it's a little more urban. I guarantee that those two those two guys, maybe not of, you know, you wouldn't mis- you wouldn't pick them out of a crowd differently, you know what I'm saying? They would mm-hmm. be black man, white man, but they have the same tax bracket and the same golfing buddies and everything mm-hmm. else. I think I feel like it's more of a socioeconomic thing than it is a, a I would culture. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's a that's a toy, you know what I mean? Like that's a, yeah, that's a luxury. I would say, like you know, that's not a you're not it's not your commuter. You're fucking around (laughs) with that thing. That's probably that's in Baltimore. That's in a shed somewhere for fucking six months. You know what I mean? This is this is my my weekend. I'm putting new edition on Bluetooth, and I'm fucking (laughs) I'm having some fun. Yeah, I always uh, I I used to joke with Kelly, and I was like, "Weather must be getting warm." I just heard fucking Bell Biv DeVoe rolling down the fucking street. 
at, at level 11. <laughs> it's, heard- it's phenomenal, dude. I loved it. All I had rolling in my head the whole time you two were talking was like, that girl is poison. That shit was fucking Bobby Brown, fucking all types of crazy shit. And I, you know, like, uh, it's now called, uh, Christ, it's a coffee shop. It used to be called Cafe Jovial. On the mornings when I like, or late mornings after a, a night of raging, when I'd come out with my uh, iced coffee, I'd see him fucking boogieing on by, and I'd always, I'd give him the uh, coffee cup salute. I wonder if he's like, "Fuck this guy, doesn't have those wheels." <laughs> salute me in the coffee cup, <laughs> waving at me. <laughs> like he like kind of gave me like the head nod. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. cool. He lived like two doors down from us. Yeah, yeah. that guy drives a Hyundai Veloster. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Speaking of, do you guys are okay? Sturges, you're familiar with that, right? That the bike rally uh, the bike in rally. in Western uh, bumfuck, is it South Dakota, Black, Black Hills, yeah, South Dakota, it's Dakota, yeah. And uh, the, do you remember WCW had this really great two year promotion where they put on a wrestling show right in the middle of it called Hog Wild? Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. know it's called Hog Wild, but I do remember them going to Sturges every year. Yeah, yeah, they they. Uh, did you imagine like the 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 marketing slash promotional mind behind this? We're going to dump a ring right in the middle of tens of thousands of bikers. We're going to put a, a a canopy over it because if in case it rains, it's an outdoor thing. And we're going to have Hulk Hogan wrestle Roddy Piper, uh, and the Giant wrestle Lex Luger, and it, they're going to go ape shit. And they did, but it just never really dawned on them that the that no one from you know the the Hell's Angels are in this. I just keep saying Hell's Angels, but no one from a Hog or Chopper or Harley Davidson crew ever was really a wrestling fan, if that makes sense. No, that doesn't make sense. What do you mean? What, what, do, you, what do you mean? What do, you, what do you mean? What do I mean? I mean, you, are you saying that like like Harley Davidson driving red-blooded American men aren't professional wrestling fans? I'm sure there was a few of them, but my guess is they had these guys, they were having to like dub in sound for cheers for the good guys because these guys like didn't know who was who and they just were like cheering for who was cool which at the time was the bad guy they've also been drinking moonshine for like six hours leading up to the show and have no fucking idea what's going on sitting in the fucking black hills of south dakota probably (laughs) tripping their nuts off high on cocaine and mushrooms (laughs) meanwhile trying to fucking get the paint thinner out of their fucking liver yeah they probably just had no clue what was going on they were all about it when they announced it just didn't know what was going on when it happened right and don't forget huff and rubber <laughs> that too that's right yeah a full day of the the burnout station at yeah. again four to four to 20 feet <laughs> that's crazy man they do it for it was like minutes long it takes minutes to completely burn out a you know tire, 18 tire. inch back tire while you're sitting there like yeah look at that thing go anyway oh, yeah. a couple hundred bucks Hog wild. It just that that just it, they only did it for two years, I think, and finally they're gone. It's just too too many. They ran out of money. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, and also the other thing. Do do any of you guys familiar with uh, Hunter S. Thompson? Either wrote a book or was trying to write a book for like the year he spent with the Hell's Angels, befriending mm-hmm. yeah. a group. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a great. So it ended when he confronted a member about beating up his girlfriend and then he slugged hunter a few times knocked him around i think that that was kind of it he, he got roughed up and left and said fuck this and then they talked about it on on a talk show Have you, are you familiar with this interview 
I'm, I mean, I'm not familiar with the interview, but I'm familiar with the story. I'm pretty sure the guy hit him with a tire iron at some point, too. So. He may have busted him up with, with a weapon, but this is on a, uh, a talk show, and it's not, it's not like a, a Letterman or a Leno where you have a stage, a backdrop behind you. It was kind of one of those amphitheaters where they're all around you, and you're sitting, the interviewee and the interviewer and the subject are sitting front and center, and it's the host, Hunter S. Thompson, and not the guy who beat him up, but a member of that gang of the Hells Angels. And anyway, I would say it was the Dick Cavett show, if I'm not mistaken. I might be, be right. Yeah. Might be right. But I found it peculiar. Go back and watch it where the Hells Angels member is explaining, well, him and his uh, old lady were having a verbal dispute. And every now and then you got to you got to put your old lady in line. And the audience laughs. <laughs> and in the early 60s, you were like, wow, that was laughable. People were laughing about beating up your old your old lady. Jesus I bet Christ. if you cut to the audience, there was probably some wife that was like, "Oh, right, hunt like last night, right? Remember, I told you that the meatloaf didn't have too much salt, and you're like, "Fuck you, whore!" And you slam my head against the table. Remember that? It's just like us. Oh man, love, so holy similar. matrimony. God, man, it just I was, I'm not advocating for it. Obviously, I was kind of semi appalled. It just like. How only oh semi appalled ooh <laughs> the show's got to go on you can't say cut that's not fun that's not funny but I just times have changed that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah yeah check it out Alan you should, the, he I think he wrote a book on it I think he wrote a book on his, his year befriending one particular gang that he rode around with uh, and and kind of basically they, they were like okay yeah if you uh, portray an accurate you know book yeah. or an accurate telling of who we are and what we represent, then you can hang out with us. And he did. He held up at his end of the bargain. And I don't know why he he had been with him for a year. I don't know why at some point he got like a moral backbone to tell someone, don't do that. I'm not, you know, Look, get the shit I'll tell you what, I watched but, Sons of Anarchy. I don't know if you guys caught that documentary on FX back in the early <laughs> 2000s. Uh, but it taught me that you can get your ass killed no matter how close you are to anybody in that organization. Um, so, yeah, you know, sometimes shit happens. Dude, we are – I, I, I think a lot of times we forget how close to savagery we really are. Like, World War One was just a fucking – was is technically not even considered a modern war. Like, mm-hmm. World War Two is considered the first modern war. Like, we were just literally digging fucking, like, ten-foot holes in the ground and just standing there and moving a foot or two a week. To try to, to take enemy ground. That's how you win. You know, like that's that, what we're not far from barbarians. Yeah. And, it, and and mustard gas was a big you know weapon of that war. Right. Yeah. Correct. And we yeah. haven't learned. These guys are out at Sturgis huffing fucking tire fumes all day <laughs> and all night. <laughs> Same Middle, shit. It's right. Middle class. Souls, because middle class was everyone were Alan Fox. Have you guys ever met a member of the Hells Angels? I have met members of similar motorcycle uh, gangs. So I'm actually so scared to, like, that they would find me that I don't even want to say which motorcycle club that I'm speaking to. Yeah, I wouldn't if I was you. Yeah. I don't uh, even know anything about the shit, but nah, I'm good. That's, yeah. No. I was I was so young and so naive that I was in a place called Lake Okaboji, Iowa. All right? <laughs> say no. that five times fast. Sounds like so, a place where you can get in some trouble. Uh, no, it's, it's more or less like ocean city for 
people in the Midwest. It's a giant lake that has, you know, lake, summer retreat esque John Candy and I don't know whoever they whoever the hell they fucking John cast Candy. with him in that movie. Um, <laughs> anywho, uh, and he was he was on a payphone trying to explain where he was, and he kept uh, he was like I don't know Oka, Okeechobee. Okajaja. I was like, and I said to him, it's Okaboji. He's like, oh, Okaboji, sir. He's like, oh, I appreciate it. Thanks. And I saw the uh, vest and all that on my brother. Like, you know what the fuck that was? I was like, oh, man, some cool looking dude who didn't know where he was, man. <laughs> <laughs> Told him Okaboji. Well, well, what's wild about these guys, it, it, okay, they would do fundraisers with us at the radio station, and we would raise thousands of dollars for like kids in foster care. However, if you looked at one of them sideways, you were bound to get pistol whipped back behind the uh, Hall's honeypots uh, and left for dead. Like, that's how they rolled. Like, we had a concert shut down because one of them was fucking flashing his sidearm, like, during the concert. And the local brewery owner was like, you can't, you can't be on, you can't be here with a pistol on, in your waistband. You can't. And then all hell just about broke loose. And, uh, yeah, that stopped things for, for quite a while. In fact, the reason I don't want to mention them, we were speaking about something on the radio at one point that had nothing to do with motorcycle clubs or anything, but one of the words we were using happened to be their name, and we started getting calls, you best stop talking about them. And I, and I was so nice, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You say their name again, we're going to come get you right now. It's like, oh. And then we just shut it down, and we're like, I was like, what the fuck was I saying? They're like, oh, you were talking about Halloween... And Christmas and this, and they used to be a certain type of holiday, and they don't like that. Mm. Damn. Oh, yeah. God, I, I got questions, but we'll do it off the air. Yeah, it was bad news, man. You don't fuck with those guys. And somehow well, they I get did. away with it. And some of them, thing is, some of them have members that are in, like, law enforcement agencies. So that you don't yeah. fuck with them. You That's can't. That's why. That good old boy fucking, again, not that far removed from barbarism, man. That yeah. good old boys club still exists. Mm. We're all just—it's we're very tribal as humans. Yeah. We, do the things, best, we do things in packs, and the best tribes manage to pay off law enforcement and <laughs> stuff line pockets of politicians. They're who their vote. own kind of tribe, quite honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I can uh, pistol whip Billy behind the porta potties as long as I give seven thousand dollars to the Make a Wish Foundation. That's right. Maybe it was—you said it was—it was a who. What was the performance for the uh, fundraiser? Um, in fact, it was uh, it was a it was a concert in my uh, in my honor. Yeah, who was, was like, performing? Oh, um, oh, the, I remember Crowbot was there. They're like a they're like an up and coming like alt rock kind of. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, like, Crowbot. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> believe me, um, it wasn't like oh, headliners. Come on, this is fucking like Georgetown, Delaware. But they were like they were the guys that would tour with headliners. I'll say that. I'm just saying that the movie version of it is it's like a like an elementary school band, and one of them one of the kids looks at him sideways like that fucking kid. I told him, I told him the teacher should. Yeah, the vice principal said don't look at the goddamn members. <laughs> you see that kid? Smash that trombone in half. Stick it up your fucking tight little white ass. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I've been thinking that now. I got a good plot here. I got it. I got it panned out. Whew. All right, make a mental note. All right, I got a good movie from this. this is School of Rock, too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Jesus. School of Not. Uh, all right, we're going to move on to uh, Friend or Foe. This has something to do with 
How long do you hang on to your underwear or your undies or your panties or your thongs or any type of undergarment that you might have? Murr shakes his head. Come on. What do you want me to say? All right, friend or foe, Murr. <laughs> yes. All right. Time for friend or foe. And then I do everything you just did. It tells right, me we'll lead begin. into the topic because all now right. I have to repeat everything you just said. Okay. Uh, we'll do that again. All right. Yeah. School of not. <laughs> I'm, I'm a funny guy. I'm a really, really funny fucking guy. Definitely the funniest of the three. All right. We're a friend or foe. <laughs> All right. Apparently, there's something going viral on TikTok. See how he did that? See? Yeah. yeah okay. pretty seamless. Okay. All right. You want to do it again where you're not funny? Because you're not. All right. <laughs> <laughs> not. You know those little, like, clappers for takes? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark. So there's a new trend apparently going around on the old TikTok. And there's some lady who's making the rounds informing women that they should throw out their underwear every six to nine months due to the lady part area, if you will. So, friend or foe, could you ever conceive of throwing away your underwear under a year? I want to get to this first because I have more information that I'd like to read from the story because it's more of a medical story than a garment story. But have you ever heard of such bullshit nonsense in your entire lives, Wes. I mean, I'm gonna. I'll answer your question before I get into the bullshit science slash, I guess, paranoia portion of this that kind of drives me nuts, uh, pandering and or putting kind of odd fear into to women's brains via uh, social media influence. Either way, no, the only reason I would is if it's uncomfortable. I buy it. I try it a couple times. That stuff gives me wedgies. That stuff makes my nuts split in half. That chafes, that doesn't necessarily protect the parts. It can, you know, I, I, specifically for me, if I sit down and I, you know, for a long period of time, you know, whether it be, uh, we'll just say more than a couple of minutes, and I stand up with a wedgie, I'll get rid of them. Now I kind of have a brand, I have it zeroed in on what I like. But no, I don't, you know, like mm, six months, uh uh-uh. uh, no, the crotch, I have to have holes in the grundle slash tain area before I'm chucking those bastards. So it has nothing to do with the soilage of underwear. It has everything to do with the uh, the, the cut style comfort. and comfort. Cut style. Cut, cut, excuse me. <laughs> Edit, we'll get to the cut in a cut second. Cut style and uh, comfort. Yeah, no. I, I mean, it's kind of like, like socks the same way. Once I start seeing a hole around the big toe, uh, I'll chuck them. Underwear, same way. You know, even if it's got that kind of like see-through in the middle of like, eh, this thing's got another couple, you know, got a couple, three or four wears. <laughs> this guy's got like a, like a, like a one, two or three more good jog, jogs in him. Although I don't jog in my uh, boxer briefs anymore. Why? Uh, Cause I have two pairs of jogging shorts that have the liner in them. And if I don't mm-hmm. wear th- those, I wear like compression shorts to work out in. I can't do the liners and activities because like they make them out of like that mesh. And like ball hairs, like stick through the mesh and then tie themselves and knot somehow, and then you end up with like this. I'm not kidding, dude. I remember I tried to take a pair off, and I almost took my balls with them. It's just like ah! it's like somebody had braided my nut hairs between the mesh. That sounds awful. Yeah, yeah. it was. To each their yeah. own. To each their okay. own. Anyway, yeah. so short answer: No, that's that, there's no time limit on these things i mean it could it could be six to eight months or it could be fucking three to four years for all i know (laughs) alan have you ever thrown out a pair of underwear this is it'll be uninteresting because it's identical to wes like my markers are 
because uh, yeah, like he said, I kind of kind of have a doubt in, so I have the same brand. Um, but the markers are like any any holes, or if like the elastic stops mm. being like you know like if it starts starts slide down a little bit or something like that, like a little easier than yeah, it's time for that's basically the two big markers for me. I also don't fucking I only wear black underwear, mm. like so I don't mm. you know what I mean. So I don't have like. I think if I wore white underwear and I was like, ooh, look at those, look at that pile of fucking yellowish brown fucking clothes that I call clean and put on myself, I'd probably throw them away more frequently. Um, Look at those. Those are nothing but sweat marks in there. I guarantee you. It's just sweat. sweat. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I'm exactly like Wes, whatever that, that position was, friend and or foe. And may I add a little caveat? You you mentioned the elasticity that jarred my memory, uh, because when I put on boxer briefs, I have I have big thighs, particularly big like soccer kind of running. Um, That's fair. There there comes a time when the bottoms or like the bottoms just yeah, stop being kind of kind of tight. You know, you're almost putting on like shorts at that point. Then they're you know tossem. That takes a while. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I'd agree there too. My I, I have I have three types of boxer briefs that I wear. I have like the, there's a pair of, there's some that, that they get they wear out not wear out but like the elasticity even throughout just the day wears out. So like I only wear those to sleep in. And I have another set, Wes, that bottom area. It has actually a ring around it that is not stretchable fabric. It's just solid, and so mm. it stays and it clings your clings your thigh all day. Those are the ones I work in because they don't ride up ever. No wedgies, no nothing. And then I have another pair that's like the whole thing's really stretchy, more like a compression short, and I'll wear those on the weekend because I'm like I'm you know I'm moving, I'm shaking, but I'm not really doing much else. But they don't, they never lose their elasticity. But at no point in my life have I thrown out a pair of underwear due to quote unquote soilage. Um, <laughs> this no, I'm not, no because Alan like like no, you said, on, when we, I got old. Not true. Hold on. Yeah, I we was going to say, show so about like, it. are we just saying like long term soilage? Because like, we've all shit ourselves. <laughs> okay, I've thrown those away, and that's for because of soilage. That's uh, okay. Mic- that's a mic- different scenario. Micro, like micro, not macro. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay, now, uh, all right. The, the, okay, I'll amend that to say this: that the only reason I've ever thrown out a pair of soiled underwear is because I had nowhere to store it in the immediate. So like I like the one time now in the last fuck I guess thirty years of my life that I've shit myself, which happened at work about three years ago now. Um, I I wasn't going to have a like a shit soaked underwear in the the vehicle rotting in the sun all day. So I was like, I got this Wawa bag. We're wrapping it up tight. The next fucking trash can I see along this the the stop, I'm gonna I'm hucking them. See you later. Sorry. I wish, I, but I mean, I mean, I've I've sort of kind of soiled them at home or wherever, and been like, oh, I gotta change these and just throw them right in the washing machine because we make detergents, really, really aggressive detergents, because that's where we are in America now. There's a company that prides itself on saying, like, did you leave a whole fucking Lincoln log in your boxer briefs? No problem. This is gonna dissolve it. In fact, if there's any left of that Lincoln log, you could probably eat it when it gets done the rinse cycle. Not a big deal. We're all good here. <laughs> but this making this video making its rounds on the old TikTok um, is a woman saying that uh, she throws her underwear away every six months because of how uh, dirty and disgusting the vagina is. 
But many doctors are now stunned that people believe that there is some sort of expiration date on their underwear. Quote, somehow at six, mo- six to nine months, your underwear magically becomes some type of infectious catastrophe, and that is simply not the case, says Jen Gunter. Now, I love her book title, so we're going to read the whole thing. She's the author of The Vagina Bible, The Vulva and Vagina, Separating the Myth from the Medicine. She said, when people tell you that you need to do really special things with your underwear, that is just an extension of our purity culture. Okay? This is the idea that the vagina and vulva are delicate and are somehow the harbinger of some sort of infectious apocalypse, and there's all sorts of special maintenance. It's just not true. If you'd like to clean your vagina, use soap and water. End of story. So, yeah. So, this just comes from people on TikTok. I don't know if they want to be weird, if they want to be special, if they think that their vagina is somehow like, I got more bacteria in my pussy than you. I got to throw my underwear every six months. They're, they're, they're probably Probably selling underwear. Probably they're probably selling the fucking their own home homemade underwear. Yeah, that's what, that, yeah. that's probably very true. This is such crap. This is like people preying on skepticism, suspicion, and ignorance. Okay, which unfortunately at an all time high, and where people get you know they they spend vast majorities of their day scrolling through social media things, which is fine if you want to be entertained. But for specific medical purposes like this, talk to your fucking OB. They'd be like, oh, my God, this woman, I, she that seems legit. I'll get with six months. I'll start putting put expiration dates on the tag. Make sure, oh, oh, I got another week. Better wear these puppies. Like, come the fuck on. The only way that I would subscribe to that is if you didn't wash your underwear at all. I could, if you said, all right, Murr, listen, I'm going to give you seven pairs of underwear. Okay. You can't wash them. Okay, so I have to wear them continuously, rotate them through, and after six to nine months, they're definitely going to like catch the incinerator. Yeah. They're just not getting washed. They're getting burned. But considering yeah. that I wash my clothes every Sunday night, there's no need for this. I have a pair of boxers, not boxer briefs, not briefs, boxers. They were the first pair of boxers I ever bought. They are so threadbare, but there's no holes in them. They're the most comfortable garment you could put on your body. I mean, it's like taking the translucent skin that comes off of you when you've gotten yourself a bad sunburn in an Ocean City beach, and it's just like you made a garment out of it, and it's just, it's just, it's like a loincloth that just drapes there. Oh my God. It's, it's smoother than silk, and they're just old ass 30 year old, like Hanes boxers, and they still exist. I wear them like once a month just to feel alive. <laughs> but yeah, th- this is what like detergent, okay, f- for better or for worse. If you, okay, assuming you're not one of those people that wash their clothes in vinegar, which I hear is actually kind of okay. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a hippie alternative, but it's you know it's not quite. I guess detergent esque in terms of cleaning, but it's 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 a better alternative. It's better than not cleaning. It's better than going down to the creek and and jamming them and rubbing rubbing it against the washboard or something like that. You're actually putting them in a you know a washer or something like that. But ah, man, I, say what you will, you know, I, you might not understand what's in hairspray. You might not understand what's in hair gel or shampoo or conditioner. You look at the back of it, you're like, oh, I don't know what the fucking half these things are. Detergent. You know, it's not digestible for a reason. It's because it's killing every goddamn thing that came off your body or someone else's body or the ground or your work 
desk, chair, your chair, your cell phone, your filthy ass fucking money. Just cleans it all. Yeah. So, yeah. So, no. Keep your underwear as long as you like. Just wash it every now and again. Yeah. You'll be fine. As a matter of fact, and you get, ladies, if you're getting some of those holes in the front, that's okay too. <laughs> Makes it, that's getting, <laughs> that's actually reminds me of the player haters ball. Remember? From Chappelle show. Chappelle show. Yeah. yeah he's like, oh, who's the uh, Ozzy Karen Osborne's daughter. Sharon Osborne's daughter. Sharon. Kelly Osborne. Just girl has dick holes in her underwear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? That's a great I, bit. I'm still lingering on something Alan said, like uh, the white, the white brief, like again, not that far removed from barbarism. Like, who the fuck decided that, that that white cotton was the way to go for underwear? This is back when like when garments like that were just utilitarian. They just yeah. covered they just covered the area and they got the yeah. job done. But like you really you couldn't throw a little dark dye in there just to <laughs> save everybody the embarrassment. Well, I'm total guess on this. They probably thought that skid marks were the mark of the devil. But uh, wasn't there legitimately? It had something to do with okay. We weren't allowed to wear black socks in high school gym because of fear of like poisoning, and that goes back <clears throat> way back when people were wearing dress socks for gym class. They weren't changing from their dress socks that they wore during the day because people, you know, in the fifties and sixties wore dress socks when they went to school rather than change those out for athletic socks. Uh, someone, I don't know who, someone or people got, they, they, uh, got a cut in their foot and died of like blood poisoning because of some sort of like, you know, uh, Man. dye that was in the sock. That sounds like some 50, 60 shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Now, you so I don't mean? know. I just feel like white cotton, it's safe. You know, if you get a cut in your testicles or your thigh <laughs> or your, or your ass crack, you're safe with us. Buddy. See, I only wear black socks too. Yeah, well, yeah, the times have changed. They're not putting fucking well, God yeah, knows what in this, you know, this and everything, or... everything back then was fucking made of fucking like lead or asbestos. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember true. this well because I, because I was playing basketball at the time and wearing nothing but black, black socks made by Reebok and wore them once into a gym class, not thinking about it. And you got to change, you got to change those. And I was like, why? And that got explained to me, and I was like, "I'm sure Reebok has come a long fucking way to making co- you know safe cotton socks for people to work out, play basketball, you know, run, do sit ups, push ups, pull ups, whatever you want. You can do it all in these socks and Holy not die." Shit. I'd never heard that, but that makes 100 percent sense because they were probably just like dipping white cotton in like coal tar, and that's how they got their. <laughs> that's how they got their... absolutely correct. <laughs> that's how they got their coloring. Ain't washing that out. (laughs) (laughs) While you're at it, huff some tire fumes. Really. Yeah. Top it off. Like, like, by the way, like, I don't get back to detergents. Like, you don't have to separate your whites and and colors anymore. Like, uh, like there's no, there's no need. It's, it's unnecessary. Now, if you're bleaching, yes, obviously, like you only want your whites to be bleached white, but that's it. There's no, there's a quality Equality has reached the washroom, okay? The whites and the colors don't have to be separated. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's very true. 
Are we friend or foeing anything else? Are we, are no, we, are, there's are we... no, yeah, the, the friends have it. Keep your fucking underwear. It's it, it's more comfortable the longer it goes anyway. Foeing odd, uh, uh, odd duck fucking social media uh, influencers who are telling people to, to do such weird things. Stop. Talk to your doctor, all right? Talk to your physician who you pay money for. Yeah, definitely stop taking, like, serious life advice from the internet. Yeah. Yeah, up reading about ask, ask somebody else yeah. off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone who your insurance company pays and you pay a copay. Yeah. At least a little bit of money too. Yeah. Just or just, you know, anybody really. Your grandma? <laughs> don't ask like, her. Don't nah, don't. That's probably yeah, don't do that. that. There's that generation's kinda useless <laughs> at this point. My my you know what my grandmother's uh big solve for arthritis was spray some W D forty on it. It worked. It works for the joints of your door. It should work for the joints of your hand. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> and she hands you a caramel, too. Just suck on that for about three or four days. That'll really get the get the juices flowing. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's expand our craniums. Let's have some facts that aren't social media influence related. Let's have real facts from a tearaway calendar that was fact-checked by fact-checkers. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Mur. What do we call it? Call it Fun Fact Friday. That's right, my friends. It's time to expand your minds. A little mental floss. Amazing facts. Brought to you by our great friends at the scientific community at the Shin Splints Recovery Group. Hey, it's summertime. Trying to get that beach body ready for some beach body activities. Maybe you're running to lose a little bit of that uh, beer belly you put on over the winter. Oh, but maybe you got some pain below that knee and above that ankle. Find our friends, the Shin Splints Recovery Group, right now on Facebook. And I've heard that we are going to Mars, a round planet. Hmm? Unlike the Earth we currently reside on, if you'd like to argue these facts, these points, these myths, why don't you head on over to our other friends at the Flat Earth Science Advocates for Truth. Let's get to it. Five fun facts for you fuckers on a Friday. Did you know in the early 20th century, cocaine was so widely accepted that virtually anyone could walk into a pharmacy and purchase one gram for just 25 cents? which would be about $8 today. In 1900, it was one of America's best-selling drugs. And guess what? In year 2023, still one of America's best-selling drugs. <laughs> Damn. So what What was the, the... Okay, look, around that time, I I feel like last week or two weeks ago, we said 1923 was a pivoted year, pivotal year because they had like an anti or an anti flirting club or whatever. Anti flirting club or something. So that, you know, a lot of things happened at that. But at what point did America finally be like, whoo, we got to, we got to curb stomp this, uh, this whole cocaine thing? Like, we got to rid, we got a bunch of zombies, people who were barely getting any sleep, people who were moderately productive, making promises to other people, and then going back to the, uh, to the pharmacy for more. Dude, I don't think that was until probably like the 19. I think it was like thir- Nixon. the 30s when we ran out of money. Yeah, I think it's probably like <laughs> I think it was honestly probably like the 70s. Like I think people were still like I don't think it was on every every street corner or anything like that. But I don't know that it, I I would like you to just, do the research. Yeah. So you said they could go to a pharmacy. Yeah, 
Because so back what, then, everything had cocaine in it. Like, everything. Yeah. You, if you go back and look at some of the snake oil, like, yeah. quote-unquote snake oil drugs that were yeah. readily available, like, cocaine was used to, like, numb, was used by Dennis to numb, like, your gums, which, you know, sure. still used by some guy named Dennis to numb the, his gums. Like, uh, but it didn't become in, until, like, the drug czars came into play, like, under, like, the Nixon administration, that they were like, hmm, how should we classify these drugs? Well, let's schedule them. And then cocaine got put in there, and marijuana, and psychedelics. I find it hard to believe that leading up to the Nixon administration, when he was uh, elected in, what, 1968, that you could purchase cocaine from a pharmacy. No, you could no, you couldn't at that point, but again, okay. but, but I don't think that it was as frowned upon. Okay. Okay. As it as it had become like late sixties forward, there was a lot of cultural shifts gotcha. occurring, and I think like geopolitical, geosocial, or political social things started to come into play. Am I wrong on this, Alan? Like I again, uh, no, as a, just a quick uh, like a quick fucking Google search and some research real quick. Uh, looks like so it was formally became illegal as part of a larger fucking like a, a larger bill that was passed it looks like called the Harrison Narcotics Tax Act um but anyway yeah so around 1914 it became illegal and that was like you were saying kind of a cultural shift it was going out of like cuz keep in mind 1914's nothing fucking you know 30 fucking years ago was the end of the civil war fucking and they were drinking pain tonics and shit like that. You know what I mean? You were you were getting shit from guys off of fucking wagons. Uh, so, yeah, like, it was a very different time. And, yeah, cocaine was a, ve- a major ingredient. And then, yeah, obviously all the DEA stuff and the rise of them in the 70s was fucking, like, the war on drugs. And when cocaine became scheduled as, like, a hard narcotic, and that's when shit, like, it became really, really illegal. Yeah, like, like you would you know, do jail like, you know for it. Today. Like, yeah. it, like between, like, the time period that we're talking about in the fun fact to, like, the 70s, it was like, well, physicians de- didn't necessarily recommend it, but you weren't going to jail for 15 to 20 for having it. And then you okay. get to the 1970s, and that's when it's like, oh, you're going to uh, put this up your nose? Well, somebody's going to put something up your ass if you do. And it's like, okay, maybe I won't do that anymore. <laughs> but it does go to show you, like, look, I mean, bottom line is, like, uh, like something like Adderall is basically synthetic meth. It's just like the quote unquote right companies catching the profits off of it, and that's why it's okay as long as somebody scribbles their signature down to give it to you. Yeah. Oh man, that's merit. Drugs. We we can't control ourselves. We need someone <laughs> to monitor it. <laughs> right. Certain dosages, fifteen milligrams at a time. Uppers and downers and zingers and zangers. <laughs> Poppers for when he's when he's talking Poppers. to him and in, in, uh was it black sheep? Poppers, zooters, zingers, zangers, dingers, yeah. booze, burr. All well, good stuff. Speaking of the very competent medical industrial complex, in two thousand six, a report from the Institute of Medicine revealed that of the three point two Billion prescriptions U.S. physicians wrote in a given year. Sloppy handwriting led to 1.5 million patient injuries and more than 7,000 deaths. So medical professionals in Congress teamed up to create the National E-Prescribing Patient Safety Initiative, which encourages doctors to write prescriptions electronically. Since then, medical errors caused by sloppy scribbles have dropped by 90%. That's... I mean, good for them. Bravo. Bravo. 
God knows how much that costs, but what's a, what's a life force, right? Uh, I think according to the National Transportation Safety Administration, $2.3 million. Yeah, that's about right. You spend a little more in your lifetime. You, you give a little bit. You volunteer here and there. You pay some taxes. Incoming and outgoing. I just love... That like they they were like all right guys that went to school for like a decade after high school to learn this thing, rather than take an extra point five seconds to write down on this pad of paper that you are like I don't know lawfully attached to. We're now gonna have you type it in with a keyboard, which probably your secretary is gonna fucking do because she's the only one that can still read your sloppy ass handwriting. So rather than just write legibly. Like the like, if I was in Congress, like, can we create the right legibly uh, doctor physician act? Instead, they had to go all the way to the computer systems, and I mean, ninety percent. I mean, this is one time that the government actually did something to benefit you directly. Yeah, a, little, a little bit of regulation helped. Yeah, just, well, they put the sloppy handwriting was probably on account that these guys were all in, like, you know, their doctors, probably four hours of sleep, so they're doing a bunch of Adderall. And then he's like, oh. <laughs> or cocaine. Or yeah. cocaine. I can write I myself will, a prescription. I will say firsthand account, uh, a couple months ago, my mom got her, uh, got her uh, a plate put in her wrist because she dislocated it slash fractured it. Yeah. Um, wrote her a couple prescriptions. I think, well, it was three. One was an antibiotic. One was a pain pill. The other one I don't know. When I, uh, Whatever, it's inconsequential. Anyway, at the pharmacy desk, I'm like, hi, I'm picking this up for my mother. Here's her, here's her card. Did I, you know, what information do you need? Here's what the, the doctor wrote. They come back and they go, oh, uh, yeah, this antibiotic. Um, is she allergic to red dye? I was like, yeah, as a matter of fact, she is. Like, yeah, this has it. Can't, can't, can't prescribe it to her, the allergies. I was like, all right. And called my mom. She called the doctor while I was in there. Doctor faxed or I faxed or emailed a prescription right there and within two minutes a new prescription was written with a blue dye that she's not allergic to. I was like, holy shit. Four minutes later, yeah. after finding this out, I was like, oh, here you here you go. I was like, this isn't the red dye. You were are you lying to me, are you? <laughs> so why okay. If that's the case, then why do they even make it with the red dye? Probably the same reason they they were dunking socks and black dye in the fifties. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Why? Well, you're right. I mean, okay. Which leads me to believe is the dye just for aesthetics? Yeah. Because like or identification. Well, uh, because yeah. I mean, can you do that with a stamp? Don't they engrave them? Do they give it like a? Oh. Well, it depends. Like, is it a capsule? Can't fucking engrave a capsule. Like mm-hmm. okay. shit like that. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, like, I mean, you're right for identification purposes because, like, I, I, I went to the eye doctor the other day and, like, he was like, all right, I'm giving you these contacts. You know, you're, I see you're going to be turning 44 in a few weeks. And he's like, oof, you're, 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 you're nearsightedness is, it's going to get terrible real soon. Like, literally, drop of the hat. It's going to, it's just going to be gone. He's like, it's, I don't know what, I don't want to fuck your eyes up, though, with this new prescription of contacts. He's like, because I know you read a lot. And I was like, nah, it's more recognition. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, dude. I, I don't read shit anymore. Like, all these addresses I see, like, I, I recognize it's pattern recognition. Like, I, I if it starts with a D, I know I've got the right address in front of me. I'm not reading, like, Danford every fucking time. It's like, yeah, it's about eight letters long and it has a D. That's a fucking word. That's the one I'm looking for. So, yeah, red equals fucking pain pill. 
Right. Makes sense. I'm from the dick mop residence. Why do you keep bringing me Danford mail, dude? <laughs> or there's probably dick like, mop. <laughs> there's probably like, well, also it's like, it's, it's branding too, probably. Cause like, if they're like generic medicines, multiple pharmaceutical companies make that generic medicine. And I guess they can't be the same. Yeah, for a nickel versus yeah. like twenty dollars a pill. Yeah, because I yeah. mean, like even uh, what you call it, uh, Benadryl, like yeah. Benadryl kids, they have like there's the red and then there's dye free, and it's like, well, what's the difference? The color. Like, well, yeah. then fucking quit putting the goddamn red shit in the one. But it's uh, like then you got to keep in mind, like then there's some dick bag who's allergic to blue, so now you need a red one. You know what I'm saying? Like. These are all things that you have to take into account, I think, like when you're dealing with a population of, I don't know, billions of people. I know, but I, or like I'm paying you through the fucking nose and I'm paying my insurance company through the nose and they're paying you through the nose and you could just read. Yeah. <laughs> or your doctor could know that you're allergic to red and be like, she needs the blue. Well, it was a surgeon and he didn't know. Yeah. yeah. Understandable. So, but the but the pharmacy knew. Well, yeah. pretty good. Hey, well, good on a- them. Good on them. Way to go. Way to go, last chain of command. Congratulations. That's why there's layers to this healthcare system. (laughs) Yeah. Very competent layers. Did you know, when it comes to animal intelligence, ravens rank right up there with chimpanzees and dolphins. In the wild, ravens have reportedly pushed rocks on people to keep them from climbing up to their nests, played dead beside a beaver carcass to scare other ravens away from the feast, and stolen Costco customers' packaged meats right out of their carts. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I was, so when... uh, I read a, a, I read something the other day that said, um, like, I guess this guy was at a zoo, and there were some ravens in a fucking, well, I don't know why they had ravens at the zoo, but they had ravens at the zoo, and they said, call at the dude, in and, like, like, I just said, call at you. Like they said it in a human vo- in a human voice because, and then the zookeeper was like, "Yeah, uh, humans say call at them all the fucking time, like all day." So then they just mimic humans back at humans, oh. like impersonating them, like kind of mocking them. So they're just like, "Call, call, you fucking idiots!" But that's not the sound we make because we're birds. <laughs> but, like, they're mad. They're fucking mad smart. Yeah, it's just crazy. Do you think ra- ravens rank up? At the top of the totem pole in the bird intelligence uh, meter, uh, they're they're definitely up there. <clears throat> I just think That's they're wild. more ne- I, because like pigeons are apparently smart, but they're fucking pigeons and they're fucking dopey and they got like dumb dopey bodies and they're not fucking like you know. And so like the raven, I think, is able to like survive more in the wild and they're a lot more wily. I heard if you like cut the little thing under their tongue, like they can talk. Like there's just some there's like a hindrance with like that little like connective tissue under their tongue but if you snip it yeah they can like like alan's saying they can just mimic and talk and do like a parrot yeah. but but they know what they're saying to an extent yeah. i like like parrots the uh them them mimicking human voice and words it, 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 there's no uh, it, it's a totally different way of making that vibration right it's not like vocal cords like we have yeah. in tongue kind sure. of like right? a, parrots parrots use a totally different way of creating that type of sound that vibration whereas you're just saying crows right only require a, a snip of a tendon a, a circumcision if you will of, mm. of of the crow god maybe we should do that with all of them maybe we shouldn't actually muzzle those fuckers we don't need that yeah no. so crows and ravens on like most of these lists that i'm pulling up come up come up one and two 
Crows and Ravens. Crows and Ravens. And then, like, a common third and fourth is African Greys. They're just big gray parrots. Uh, they look fucking sweet. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, macaws. Um, I don't know what this fucking Australian. I think oh, it's New Zealand. It's called a Akea, I guess. Okay. It's like it looks like a tiny parrot. Okay. It's super smart. Apparently. What are like the okay? I, I forgive my ignorance here, but what are the like the the straight up white parrot sized birds? Like You're talking they, about um, they like get cockatoos. The, yeah, the cockatoos. With the, like, with the little like fucking like mohawk tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a cockatoo yeah. at the, the at the Plumpton Park Zoo, and I'm sure this guy's so used to getting fucked with that, like, he doesn't have time for people. But there was a, I've been going to this place for so long, I I'd be like, hey man, what's up, dude? And, hey Ozzy, and I I and he would bite, and he would bite other people. But I got to where like he'd let me pet him, and now when we go to the zoo, he'll stay in the back of the cage. But if I come up, I'm like, Ozzy, what's up, buddy? Ozzy, and he'll be like. And he'll fucking walk all the way up to the cage, and he'll stand there and fucking just let me fucking pet his head and shit. He knows me. So they're Mer- smart. They're smart, dude. So at this at this zoo in Cecil County, Murr, you scare a type of animal by throwing your hands up, right? Yeah, they scare the jackals. You scare the jackals. You have a parrot you're friends with, and mm-hmm. then you and your son mock this one-eyed tiger. Yeah, that just kind of like floats around. It humps yeah. the air, right? Yeah, it lays Fuck in its back tiger. and dry dry. <laughs> Fuck that tiger. <laughs> Fuck that tiger. You can write like a Cecil Tucky children's book. Yeah. About the zoo. A day at the zoo. Tucky Zoo. <laughs> fucking with animals at the zoo. I need to go back before those lions get too big. I got to fucking train them. <laughs> That's right. Okay. One day they're going to fucking escape based on the cage that they fucking built in Cecil <clears throat> County. Then they you... coming down. They did, not point... t- they did not lion rate that motherfucker. By that point, your your nearsightedness will be too fucked up. You'll be like, ah, it's too far away. <laughs> it's like the Joe Exotic Tiger Pens. It's just like long fence, like set up for. <laughs> it's essentially it's like, it's like a fucking pen. It's like good luck. <laughs> essentially, it's like the same fencing they use for all the cats, but they don't have a cat that's quite as big as a lion's gonna get. Like maybe they'll move him. I don't know. Maybe they'll build a second barrier. I don't know. But what I'm looking at does not look lion-proof. I mean, it looks like lion-resistant, okay? Like uh, like when you get a watch, it's water-resistant. It's like, it just basically means you can wash your hands with a watch on. <laughs> like, one of these lions gets a little aggressive. The shit's going <laughs> down. End of story. Right around when hunger and mating season. Mm-hmm. Find the... And they're juveniles too, man. The the male doesn't even have it. The male doesn't even have his mane yet. So I'm like, there's gonna be a day where homeboy's got some fucking juice flowing, and he it ain't, it ain't nothing stopping him. Yeah. Not that rickety ass fucking like rebar you got in front of us. This is what you we, you talked about. Like we're not that far from we're not that far from savagery, and we're not that far from Darwinism at its best. Here you are in this place where they have two juvenile. What on the cusp of becoming, mm-hmm. uh, where where they would take over a lion pride, kill another male lion, and be like, okay, this entire territory is mine, and they have fucking what chicken wire and a couple of null posts set up. It's it's like that perfectly square, like I'm talking like maybe maybe quarter inch steel, and that's it. And 
and it's way too close to where people can get. Like they've got like a couple paver bricks. Like don't and oh and their big thing is don't sit on the wall because if you sit on the wall, you are you are a tiger's paws reach through from fucking like losing an artery. <laughs> or a hand or a wrist. I will say the first time I visited that too, I was in elementary school, and the big takeaway we had from that day was a horse that had an erection. And in no man, woman, or child, or even adult to that day had seen, you know, when you say stallion, this this is what it meant. This is what it meant. And, you know, years later, uh, when I was less naive, less ignorant, and the internet was an, a, a thing, uh, I, I didn't see it. And I still have yet to see one of these, either on the internet or in person. I haven't been down to Tijuana ever or in a long time. But, you know, when they say a donkey show or a horse show, it's like, wow, that's 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 uh Mm, damn. Fuck that. Oh, well, you haven't lived, Wes. Because, uh, yeah, she, she's going to have to get rid of more than her underwear. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> According to John Jameson's Etymology Dictionary of the Scottish Language, 200 years ago, to herkle durkle meant to lie in bed or to lounge. After it was time to get up to go to work. Basically, the urge that we fight every single morning. Man, I'd be hurkle turkling hard in the mornings, too. That's, uh, dude, old English, we, we lose a lot. We lost a lot of words that we should still be using. No, what's funny about this, like, I didn't, I mean, I guess I, like, through exposure, just kind of knew what that meant, but I didn't know it was a real thing because my dad used to say Herkle Durkle all the time. And uh, I and my dad's a corny my dad is a, one of the corniest motherfuckers you'll ever meet. Just like I mean, when they say dad jokes, they might as well say Bill Murr jokes. Like that's all he does. And like he would say, like, all right, quit your Herkle Durkling. And I thought he was just being like Ned Flanders, but it's an actual fucking thing. I was actually amazed. To read this fact that the word that the phrase "herkle durkle" actually means to lie in bed, lounge, and just basically procrastinate. Yeah, this is Scottish, wasn't even old English, right? I guess old Scottish is old English. Although the Scots would probably tell you, "Fuck them, we made that up." That was us. They would agree. Yeah, Uh, herkle durkle. I'm gonna use that shit tomorrow too. Yeah, use that with your fucking coworkers, and use it when you're really angry and you're going off on a tirade. And all you motherfuckers are sales are down because you bunch of herkle durkle and motherfuckers sit around your desk not doing a goddamn thing. <laughs> I cannot wait. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna be so fun. And by the way, you said you said I'd, I'd be waking up herkle durkle and hard. Do that with morning wood. It'll even be extra special. Herkle durkle. <laughs> Well, that's usually what causes me to herkle durkle. Because <laughs> I got to herkle durkle. You know what I'm saying? Got to herkle that durkle. Got to get on my boat. finally. <laughs> and waved all those bikers. Did you know the sheer spangled dress that Marilyn Monroe, who was born on this day, June 1st, 1926, that dress that she wore to sing Happy Birthday to JFK in 1962 set the world record for the most expensive dress ever sold at auction. Ripley's, believe it or not, purchased it for $4.8 million. Damn. 
Did not know that. Four point eight mil. Shoot me. I mean, oh, I get my. it. I got it. It's yeah. historic. I don't know. It's like it, those types of things are weird to me because I guess like supply and demand, and the supply is limited because it's one one of a kind. Yeah. She yeah. wore it. It's not, I mean, unless you're like putting it up against other dresses like that, which I, God knows how many of them they made or didn't make. Well, there's but only yeah. one, and it has a stain on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> well, like, I think the weirder right. thing is like, I think the weirder thing is who bought it. Ripley's what? believe it or not. Yeah, but I mean, they got museums and stuff. So like, if they, like they're yeah. like, if I you're would going to the wax the wax model, and then you know. Well, that I mean, like, but I would, I would, I would say that Ripley's believe it or not is like the, I don't know, like the okay, like. Jerry Springer to Oprah of like the Louvre to well, that's what, well, whatever that's what they I'm do. Saying. Like the Marilyn Monroe fucking dress seems like it would be like, like she sang it to John F. Kennedy. You know what I mean? It feels like it would be at like a fucking a Smithsonian or like but, or like a, a fashion museum, but or somewhere I, in like New York or Italy. I don't disagree with you at all, Alan. But I think the implication behind the yeah. dress. And the people that fund those museums that you're speaking of, yeah, 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 like, it. would shirk it, be like that. It's like the stepchild yeah. of of yeah. of significant artifacts, because like, have you guys ever actually watched that video yeah, of pretty, Marilyn Monroe? It's pretty egregious. It's uncomfortable yeah. because you know that bitch is getting her fucking comeuppance on that some that like like happy birthday. <laughs> Mr. President, like, like, hey, Jackie, I've been fucking your husband, and he won't admit it, and I'm gonna make sure everybody knows right now because it's nineteen the 1960s, and I'm not supposed to be doing this. Yeah, like at a different time, that's how two broads start fighting at a at a reception. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, like, <laughs> yeah it is really weird. Yeah, I, I mean, I I feel you on that. I don't know, it just seems odd. You know what I mean? Like. They went to fucking Christie's one day and bought, like, you know, the fucking, like, pygmy person bones in a jar and fucking Marilyn Monroe's fucking dress. You know what I mean? Like, they like uh, what the haul from that fucking auction yeah, yeah. trip was fucking weird. Like, they got the Gator Boys preserved fucking body and fucking Marilyn <laughs> Monroe's dress. Like, it was, it, it just seems very strange to me that they were the ones who scooped, scooped it up. No, you're 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 right. I, I you're you're not you're not wrong. I, I do wonder though. Like, at what point does like something like that become? Right now, it's still valuable. At what point does that become not valuable at all? Like, for example, uh, when I'm when I'm delivering stuff, like I'll get like these it, order now. Like I'll get these like. Uh, John Wayne commemorative coins. This is the last time we're minting the Hondo Memorial silver dollar. You know, like, at what point does that generation die off? Like, at what point does the John Wayne generation die off? At what point does the Elvis generation die off to where, like, that stuff's, like, not worth shit anymore? Like, at what point do people forget about who Marilyn Monroe was or JFK Mm. or any of it? I mean, it'll be interesting. I, I, you you want to say when people who actually were alive to witness it are no longer. But in the last, I don't know, 80, 75, 80 years, we've preserved history through recordings and video so well. Uh, you know, I mean, even the, the Beatles are probably going to be timeless as long as people are listening to music. 
Uh, and I think as long as people still like attractive women, they'll, yeah. you know, you'll, you'll get you'll get a Marilyn Monroe. Christ, I I still Marilyn Monroe Playboy about once a year. Yeah, yeah. like I mean, we still had like like Wes is saying like we have literally pretty much the world's knowledge in our pockets. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the bigger issue is that like societally. No one knows how to actually determine fact from fiction anymore. So, like, although we have all the world's knowledge in our hand, sometimes we're like, well, that's probably true. I think a better question would have been, you know, a hot, a really hot babe from the 1860s. You know, like, when do people stop forgetting her? Like, well, you know, the time they no one snapped a picture of her nude and no one ever figured out that she was having sex with Abe Lincoln yeah. you know <laughs> fair enough that's when um th- by the way that's your fun fact friday but i do want to say this like so this popped up on like a pandora or alert it said the uh the seminal album that redefined the beatles it's the 56th anniversary of uh sergeant pepper lonely hearts band and i started thinking like wait a second I'm going to be 44 in a couple of weeks. And that means that like Sergeant Pepper was only out for like 12 years before I was born. And it makes me like it, that caused me today to like go through this fucking mind warp of like, ah, that the Beatles weren't that long broke up before I was born. And music history is only like rock and roll. Modern music history is about a hundred years old as we stand today. Mm-hmm. Like like moving forward, like up into Little Richard and everybody that came after him. And I'm just thinking like, holy shit, what a young like we think about it like this story. Like you talk about the Beatles are timeless. Some of them are still alive. There's two of them left. You know yeah. what I mean? But it seems like ancient history, but it's still modern history. It's fuck. I don't know. It, 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 it's fucking wild. Like, huh? yeah, like um, that was fucking I think like. I think Kelly the other day was reading something, and she was like, hold up. She was like, you know Ruby Bridges is like 60, 68? And I was like, yeah. I was like, that checks out. She was like, that wasn't that long ago. And I'm like, yeah, man. Like, America's not that fucking old. We don't get to, you know, we don't get to harken back to, like, shit we, our shit we did fucking 800 years ago and be like, oh, our bad. Like, <laughs> they were only, like, two, what, the 250? Not even? Like, yeah, we're real young. Yeah. Was oh, it, good. I think, 20, like, 20, was it, um, 2027 or 2026? Was it? 2026. Six. Is it Philadelphia is going to be, like, the epicenter of, of the country. Of, like, 250, like, right? Is it, uh, the 250th anniversary of the United States, which is also because Philly's hosting the All-Star game. And oh, they that's get a world, right. And they have a World and Cup. And the World bid. Cup. That's right. I mean, yeah, Philly's going to be a goddamn yeah. oh, pinata wow. bust open. Well, I hope we are you hit that pinata and, and meat and cheese just falls out. That's, I'm going to be dude, under it. I, I feel that's, like... <laughs> What you're telling me is it's prime time for a Warren, uh, and we're gonna go fucking Warren here in a couple of years. As long as hopefully we decide, not our, hopefully not with ourselves. Yeah, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully it's just a good mud stomping. You know what? Let's fight England. That's a big island. We could just take it. Why not? Yeah, or like, like something happens where like, like you know, like a like there's a Chernobyl in fucking Russia, like Russia proper, and they have. 
they have a real hard time handling it. We just kind of go over there and we're like, yoink. Thanks, thanks for playing. Thanks for playing this very long game with us. You lose. <laughs> they had like another, like another Grenada. You know, a yeah. nine-hour conflict. You know, you know, look, we, a we, need, we, need, we need a unifying event. We need, <laughs> we need, for for lack of a better fucking parallel, we need another nine eleven. We need more Toby Keith songs. We need. <laughs> we, <laughs> that's what, that's what America needs. I think. No, I think we, we're, we're 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 due for another like proud to be an American. Yeah, God man. bless the, one of those shitty fucking songs. Every twenty five years, yeah, some dickwad you. right there. Yeah. Okay. That's how a terrible song. How dare I? How dare you? You, Lee Greenwood is a fucking American. Yeah, courtesy, legend. it's courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Okay? That's a song. I don't give a shit. I don't give a <laughs> shit. You can talk shit about it all you want. That's a fucking song. If you got a patriotic bone in your body, fucking all like, right. we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Kiss my kiss the kiss the perimeter of my dick hole. That yeah, is a yeah. fucking song. So, and if you if you happen to have a video board, you have the wavy. American flag that's translucent yeah, wavy, wavy with flag. a with a bald eagle that's yeah. dumber than the crow and the raven flying behind it. No, uh, footage of eagle followed by flowing river with salmon. Arlington Cemetery. Fucking amber amber waves of grain, yeah. like blowing in the wind. Mount uh, Rushmore. Uh, yep. <laughs> let's see here. Uh, a cowboy of sorts, whether it's in Texas, uh, Oklahoma, yeah, definitely a cowboy. A bearded, uh, a bearded man shooting an, an AR, an AR, and a fucking like a big can of Tannerite, just fucking yeah. like yeah. yeah. And like, that's like, uh, we we we're modernized. A, a couple of uh, a, uh, ethnics in Brooklyn on a basketball court, arm in arm, smiling. Yeah, you know, it's true. Yeah. They're like all different Browns. They got this yeah. Indian. They don't play basketball. Like, <laughs> they just slide one in there. The Blue Angels fly over. Oh, Blue, yeah. Like, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of my, hold on. God bless the USA. USA. <laughs> but speaking of which, like, I mean, I'm old enough to remember fucking station signing off. And everything you just said was like followed by like a fucking boo. <laughs> like that, I I can remember like WJZ at like I don't know one a.m. Everything you just said flicked across the screen, and then it was like this concludes our broadcast day. Yeah. Boop until like six a.m. See, per- perhaps I'm a bit jaded. I don't know if I if I've told you guys this on the podcast, but if I have, forgive me because I'm going to tell it again. And because my brother at the time was writing for the Cecil Wig. We've discussed this. The Cecil County newspaper uh, had to cover a ribbon cutting ceremony for a new fire station in Galena, which is technically Kent County, but it's just over the line, a town of about eight to nine hundred in the ribbon cutting ceremony at this new volunteer firefighter station had about, I don't know, 14, 17 people. And on a PA system, they played, uh, God bless America, the Star Spangled Banner, standing the entire time. And then Dewey was like, all right, that's it. And then it beamed right into, proud to be an American. And he said it was about eight dudes drunk from the American Legion with their fucking USS Naval hats slash USS Marine hats, like saluting and crying for this, like, cutting of a one-bay volunteer firefighter station in middle America. Dude's like, Jesus Christ, 12 minutes of fucking standing. 
Get over yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so maybe no, perhaps that's why I'm a, I'm a bit jaded about that song. No. Oh, actually, I got the litmus test. Murr, do you think Wind to Change is a good song? From the Scorpions? Yeah. The end of the, the, the fall of the Berlin Wall. End of communism. I mean, I, I don't like all the whistling. I get it. It's a fucking <laughs> metaphor. That's fucking reasonable. Okay. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so somebody it, play a flute or something. So it is a matter of songwriting. <laughs> well, like, I, I get it. I get it. Like, it's a wind of change, and you're fucking using, yeah, like, human wind to make wind. It's a, and it's right. fucking changing. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it fucking, yeah. To on the shores of Gongamon, Fishman <laughs> on the wind of change. I thought it was from the shores of the Masqua down to Gorky Park. Maybe it is. Who gives a shit? Okay, why, why do you know those words? It ain't America. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to the song once or twice, but I don't know. I know no, that it's a good song. They rammed it down our throat in the fucking 90s, like early fucking 89, 90, 99, It's like fucking, yeah. I get it. Hey, Scorpions, good job. Way to go. You you rallied right. some people I don't care about. All right. Well, this, folks, tonight on Before You Go, this this building might be a new background and a montage of, what's, it, what's the name of the song? Proud to be an American by who? Keith uh, Urban? Lee Greenwood. Lee Fuck Greenwood. You. Lee Greenwood. Uh, okay, this this takes place out of a place called Burbank, uh, Oklahoma. Literally nothing around it. Uh, they are advertising a 17,000 square foot building, which was formerly Burbank High School. <laughs> last used, you guess. Any takes on the last time the high school was used or, or closed, rather? Ooh, I'm going to say 1995. Ooh, I'm going to go more recent, like 2005. Uh, you'd both be wrong. 1968 was the last God time damn. this was used. Uh, and it comes at a sticker price of $60,000. You guys want to take a look? Yeah, yeah. definitely. All right, here I we mean, is go. Just, is, do we got interior or just exterior? No, we got interior. We got, we got. Oh, fuck yeah. We have everything, folks. All right. This was a high school? Yeah. Okay, oh, I like the exterior. Yeah, I mean, it's very like castle-y. It's like very like yeah. Gotcha. Here's a good walkway, good entrance. Okay, all right. You're, I can see. Look, look. You got to see beyond the picture. Okay. Now I get some guy in here off of TikTok who does this shit for free because he wants to advertise his business. I'm like, yeah, you power wash that shit and you fucking edge the sidewalk. That looks good. All right. I know that guy too. That guy's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he is. I'll do He's this for awesome. free. All right. <laughs> look at this. Uh, 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 I don't know. Keep the seats. Don't keep the seats. Keep the piano. Don't keep okay. the piano. Get, I, get rid I of the drop ceiling. I stripped the asbestos off the wall. Actually, I fixed the drop ceiling, and I make this an actual theater where, like, I've got a projector, 4K projector screen up there, and um, I have all five of my best friends over to watch, like, a movie. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah, I, would keep, I, would keep it, I would keep that pretty much the same. Just okay, like very, right very Chernobyly. Um, I'm not sure yeah. that... That fungus that's dripping down uh, from head to toe, a lot of stalactites going on. That's but... the Last of Us <laughs> stuff right there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Look, look, a hell of a karaoke night you can have. Hey, look, we got Ring a fire down. door. That that that's good. Safety. Yeah. Fire rated. Keep that. That's nostalgic looking. That's kind of quasi modern. Uh, the is it barn door? All right. Yeah, there's another look at the stage. It's heavy metal. It a, it's actually a fallout shelter. Shit, yeah. yeah. Look, I see this being bought by like uh like like a Duggar family kind of thing, and like Oof. you've got all your activities just ready to roll. Yeah, that's it. The the volleyball. I th- this is weird. Gym. This looks like okay. You see these volleyball court uh, poles here. Mm-hmm. This this reminds me of early football when the field goal post was in the actual end zone. Yeah, this like on the front basketball ba- basketball players just had to work their way around. It was you know, it, it was, it was an all time an all time screen. I don't even know what uh, those are. To be honest with you, because they can't be volleyball posts because they're too close together. Yeah. yeah, no. That's a small basketball court. The three-point line goes all the way to the wall. I don't know if there is a three-point line. That was like... That, then right here. Okay, yeah. Okay. There is one, yeah. I see. I mean, you have some options. God knows what this is. Nice chandelier, though. Okay. That is odd. <laughs> Taking it. I didn't hit the stand-up shower. Okay. All right. That's standard. All right. It's fine. Uh, classroom. Dude, all right. Let's start. Let's start. Let's start really flicking through these bastards. Because, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I feel okay, like yeah, you're right. Got, got a jacuzzi oh, tub. Oh. Got, got a, a school in the, in the closing the six. What was this for? Love yeah, making between the uh, principal the principal side. and the Marilyn Monroe? Yeah, seriously. What is that? It's like a Turkish bathhouse. I, I it was uh, abandoned in the 60s. 68. Okay. Yeah, all there, right. there was just that. There was a, there was a smooth talking principal that was fucking betting yeah. all the teachers. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, bottom line is, like, a, a bathtub in the middle of a room is aggressive. That's all yeah, I know. Yeah, that's I a move. Pockers. Anyway. Our panel. Okay, bottom line, it's it's a little dilapidated, but... So how much is it? $60,000? It's got a trophy right. case. It does. <laughs> Trophies in there. Yeah. Okay, bottom line is, that is a, in my opinion, a $3 million property. You get it for sixty thousand, and you're the kind of guy that has that kind of money. Then you spend the other two point five million fucking renovating. Yeah, and you've got yourself a fucking kingdom that's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, aside, aside from the fact that it's in Nowheresville, uh, Oklahoma, that's fine. I mean, it is what it is. But I mean that that's a compound. Like that is like. That is some guy who's a prepper who made a lot of money. I don't know, like Duck Dynasty guys. Like they, I made all my money making duck calls. I'm gonna <laughs> buy this fucking abandoned school in Oklahoma, and I'm gonna if the apocalypse happens, I'm good because I guarantee there's like fields, there's like a football field, there's tennis courts. That's like, yeah. dude. That's that's the kind of shit. Like if I ever make, if I ever win that like just three million dollars off the lottery, that's the kind of shit I'm gonna buy. I'm going to do guess that. I, I guess I'm curious as to whether or not, like, okay, you get it for 60 grand. What do you think you have to put into it? Another three mil? Yeah. So yeah. do you think you could not find something that's three million that's similar to that, that's already built with current infrastructure, current air conditioning, heating, et cetera, et cetera? Or do you think this is like a, a empty canvas that you can paint your own? I think that most of the 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 cost is in construction, and the bricks, the foundation's already there. The bricks there, the brick and mortars there. 
So okay. like now you're just talking about running cable. You're talking about re-drywalling. You're talking about new drop ceilings. You're talking like most of. I mean, I guarantee the pump plumbing just still works. And by the way, like the shit they made back then was made to last, unlike today where it's made to fix or replace. And so I feel like most of what you have there is probably cast iron pipes. They're not going to burst. There's yeah. there's a lot of good shit already. The, 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 there's a lot of good veins in that building. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Alan, uh, uh, location aside, because I know Oklahoma isn't on your destination of where you so do, don't want to live. Uh, <laughs> there are some some Oklahomans. Um, uh, do you agree with Murr's sentiment about the bones are there? Um, I mean, maybe by bones you mean like the facade and the foundation and the brick, but like, nah, I've pulled apart schools that have been fucking, I've retrofitted schools that are fucking like half as time, half less time abandoned, let's say. Fucking gotta rip all that shit out. Fucking, like, especially like, I don't know about domestic plumbing, but they probably have to do similar due diligence as they do with the sprinkler plumbing and like all of that old pipe is sometimes good, but a lot of times not like, especially if it hasn't been tested, like go ahead and start fucking flowing hundreds or thousands of gallons of water through fucking sprinkler pipe. When you go to test that bitch and watch something fucking explode. Uh, yeah, there'll be a lot. There will be a lot to do. I mean, I looked at a school similar that looks probably similar in size up in Carroll County and just my portion of work was like a half a million dollars. Like it's going to it's going to it's going to cost like fucking 10. ten but I will meal. but but, <laughs> but what I'll say though man like there's a there's a house that I deliver to that um it used to be office. It used to be like office space, but I guess they couldn't. They couldn't where its location. They couldn't sell another off. They couldn't sell it to another business. So somebody bought it, and now it's a residence. And the coolest thing about it is the parking lot. Like yeah. if, if you were gonna have like like family and friends over, you have no problem. There's parking everywhere. It's like. Just the way it, because it it's commercial it's commercial real estate that's now been converted to residential. It's yeah. everything about like like hosting people is just spot on. Like there's nothing. You, oh yeah, you have no issues. All the, they're definitely I, sweet if you can find like good deal. Like this is the thing. It's like you got to have the money for it. That shit's huge. Like a school's big and yeah, like seventeen thousand square feet. And, like, depending on where you are, like, I don't know how fast and loose Oklahoma is with shit. You know what I mean? Like, certain places, like, you could buy that shit in Baltimore City and really not do anything to it. And the city would be like, whatever. It's it's code compliant. It's fine. Uh, (laughs) You know what I mean? But, like, some places will be like, hell no. You got to rip a bunch of shit out. You start, would you you fucking, did you move a wall? You better fucking... You better give us our hundred thousand dollars worth of permit fees, motherfucker. Like, yeah, there are things that go on in those buildings that I think most people don't even fathom, and like, it's gonna take a lot of fucking money. <laughs> so, real, real quick, because we're <clears throat> getting getting short on time here, so I want to pivot to 
a a similar story. A Maryland high school right here in our backyard, Meade High School out of Anne Arundel County. Oh, yeah. The seniors played a prank where for a short period they were able to post the high school on Zillow for sale. <laughs> oh, the 12,458-square-foot like Meade High School as a half-working jail. Uh, <clears throat> it was only up <laughs> nice. It was only up for like a handful of hours before they caught wind of it. The principal... A guy named Bob, Bob Mosier, took it in a stride. This is like, this is really good. Quote, all 15 bathrooms come with sewage issues. Uh, this is a nice, spacious <laughs> kitchen and a dining room with a private basketball court. Uh, but we are frankly stunned. Uh, the listing lasted uh, vastly uh, underestimated the value of the prime piece of real estate like this, uh, especially one with such amazing amenities. I can't imagine that there's going to be a rush of bidders <laughs> to snap up this one. Uh, and then actually he quoted, this is... It's just funny. I, I like a principal with a good sense of humor. No one was hurt. No property was damaged. It was very creative. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. So. Yeah. yeah. That guy wasn't cleaning up fucking horse shit out of the fucking, yeah. like, cafeteria. Yeah. So he was like, thanks, guys. <laughs> Way to use your computer skills to fucking pull your prank <laughs> instead of fucking, like, ruining everything for a day and a half. Piece of school. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually noted I went through a few and we're getting close to uh, graduation for most high schools and colleges as well if they haven't already gotten out. Uh, <clears throat> noted some of the ones that I saw as some of my favorites. You guys want to hear these? Senior sure. pranks. Yeah. All right. Uh, a few days before graduating, we listed our principal's house for sale by the owner of Craigslist. Price at about 75 k below market and scheduled an open house in the day and time of our ceremony. I heard a dozen people were in his driveway when he got home. <laughs> That's fucking great. That's good. Uh, the the uh, best prank I witnessed uh, when – it's coming from a staff member. The best prank I, I uh, have witnessed was when seniors transformed the parking lot into a bedding zoo. Uh, goats, cows, sheep, etc. Hay bales is a border. Uh, they started it pretty early and had it set up before anyone arrived. Uh, this is another one. The welding program for seniors welded a VW bug. They took it apart and welded it around a flagpole before graduation. The school couldn't get it off in time, so everyone showing up for graduation had to walk past the prank. Uh, that's that's pretty good. I remember that. That was probably like twenty years ago now. But yeah, that that's a good one. They like yeah, they disassembled a car and then reassembled it around the fucking flagpole. That's awesome. One of the, one of the seniors' dad's owners had a heavy equipment rental business, so they put the principal's roof on top of the car. Uh, fortunately, he was a good sport about it since he knew he'd get it back. I don't know, like be a good sport about that. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do? You gonna raise a ruckus and like, right, fine, fuck it, get down yourself. <laughs> Call yeah. the cops. Um, when my husband was a was the principal at a local high school, seniors got into his office and individually wrapped everything in aluminum foil: books, pens, file folders, desk, chair. <laughs> that's, that's just very good. That's a lot of dedication. This is uh, seniors hired mariachi band to follow the principal around for a day. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is a good one. It's actually back to back. It's from different people. So this is good news or good pranks, you know, catch a rolling moss gather stone, if you will. Uh a class printed thousands of business cards and said something to the tune of there's five thousand of these hidden around the school. Good luck getting rid of us. Um and then another one about thirty years ago the senior class bought ten thousand business cards. Simply said class in nineteen eighty five hid them everywhere. 
under couches, behind paintings, books in the library, ceiling tiles. Needless to say, every now and then someone comes across them even to this day. This was written in 2020. Wow. Uh, That's solid. Yeah. A couple of years ago, the seniors of two central Alabama high schools reversed and showed up at each other's school. <laughs> That's pretty fucking good too. <laughs> so, like the whole senior class just they switch schools. Pulled a switcheroo. Yeah. Wow. Whoever coordinated that, they should like that should be on a job resume. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like what I'm an you organizer. Do, yeah. Like what you do. Like that would be like that's how you get that job. Like uh, so. What's uh, what's your greatest accomplishment? Well, back in 1985, uh, I actually coordinated with Elkton High School for their entire senior class to come to Perryville. Yeah, yeah. Why? Like, because. <laughs> Laughs. That's, that's uh, pretty fucking good. This year's a, a similar one. Uh, the teacher was called out of the office for a minute. Uh, they had gotten a secretary in on in on the prank to do that. While it was gone, uh, the seniors went to the next room, and the class was filled with second graders. <laughs> Came in and f- filled the senior room spot. That's good. Um, there's another one about... Uh, Let's see here. Is it, is it like a, someone who knew a chicken farmer? Uh, apparently, they gave up on a couple of roosters beca- or uh, chickens because they couldn't lay eggs anymore, and they got their hands on like six dozen of them and let them loosen the school around like six thirty a.m. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, we chickens. didn't we didn't have a senior prank. Like I don't know. Did you guys do anything? Yeah. Like uh, I mean, I I think I think some assholes let some like crickets loose. But they ordered, like, a shit ton of crickets. Um, oh, I also think some assholes, like, oiled oiled a set of steps and a fucking administrator fell and was not pleased. Um, <laughs> yeah, so those are, that was, like, dangerous. Um, we fucking, we all fucking planned, like, a 6 a.m. barbecue and parked in the junior lot because there were separate lots, obviously. And oh. then just mayhem ensued. Like, nothing really happened other than, like, they didn't know what to fucking do. And like that administrators were out there at like 6.30 a.m. being like, you can park here. We're not going to give you tickets. But then the kids were like driving around fucking panicking because what are they going to do? And then I think the the biggest one I remember, which I had no part in, was like a couple of the actual like goody goodies of the class, I think, planned it and fucking uh, dug a big ass hole and planted a fucking apple tree in center, center field. And. (laughs) <laughs> uh, we had, uh, we had, a, I believe we had a fucking playoff game that afternoon and the vice principal was the fucking head coach of the baseball team, varsity baseball team. And he lost his fucking mind. Um, and if I remember correctly, like they, they did this shit all day. They had the parents come in and fucking, they were going to suspend these motherfuckers. And then the parents and the administrators were all in on it. And they were just fucking with the two, the, the, like the two ringleaders oh, and got wow. it fucking good. Uh, but yeah, That's it good. was a, it was a day. <laughs> wow. I didn't have, I think like we, we they filled, uh, left out, you know, the, the cabinets from a Dewey, like the Dewey decimal system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but, but you know, they, we didn't have enough books to fill the cabinets up. So there was a bunch of empty, uh, bunch of empty slots and we just filled that with a bunch of leftovers from lunch and over the course of a month it created like a fruit fly infestation in the uh, library that necessarily wasn't a coordinated prank we did it one day and the next day we we're like yeah we should add another one and it just like collectively over the course of like three weeks filled it up i will say though someone gave me there's like 
We tried to prank someone by filling a Gatorade bottle with like half drinking Gatorade and a bunch of like other disgusting food, and no one would eat it. We, we put like twenty dollars on the table. It, that's not the point of the story. Then my buddy said later on, like, "Hey, there's that." <laughs> Because <laughs> we had missing drop ceiling tiles in parts of the hallway. I was like, hey, you should just throw that, jump up and throw it down and see what happens. Dude, total fucking coincidence. I completely empty hallway. I jump up. I throw it down as hard as I can. And that fucker, like, I heard it go do, 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 do. The fucking fire alarm goes off. All right. Turns out it was totally planned. But the coincidence of that happening and my naive mind and heart and asshole were just like, I'm fucked. I'm not graduating. <laughs> they caught me. An investigation's happening. <laughs> I was like, I had to like walk out with a random class, but yeah, they know they're on to me. They're on to me. So anyway, no, no yeah. senior prank, but yeah. kudos to these folks. Say any, any, any favorites? I like the classroom switcheroo or the, the high school senior. Class I like switch. the high school senior. Yeah, yeah. I like that too. Cause that, that, that takes, that takes, an inordinate amount of fucking coordination and like people like willing to accept like, yeah, sure. I'll do that. I'm going yeah. to drive to an entirely different school today. You're right. A certain buy-in yeah. level, even like the, the goody two shoes, perfect attendance motherfuckers. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, I'm not doing that. I might get suspended. They might not let me walk across and put, take my diploma. God, thinking about it back then, I had a, I wouldn't have given a shit. My mom would have been devastated. Fuck that. Yeah, I'd have been like, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Give me my diploma. We had to, uh, we had to fucking tuxedos, for Christ's sake. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, don't got to wear that? Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I don't have to wake up at 8 in the morning. Go through some choreographed fucking... Do, 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 wear, a fucking do, do, do. wear a tuxedo with a white coat like a fucking James Bond. Yeah. Like, this is the Randy Savage theme song, isn't it? <laughs> 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 Alan, tell the kiddos, the kidettes, and the soon-to-be graduates, the class of 2023, where you can find. Congratulations, idiots. <laughs> either you got duped and you went to fucking college, or you fucking are finishing high school and you're about to get duped on your way to college. Good job. <laughs> uh, so if you want to listen to more of us berate you about your educational choices, you can check us out on all your favorite social media platforms. We're at MDL class holes on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we're the middle class holes on Facebook and TikTok and YouTube. And of course, for your listening pleasures, please check us out on Spotify, Google podcasts and Apple podcast. Did I miss anything? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. It felt like it's been a while. Only a couple of listener comments this week. Uh, first of all, coming from Martha Stewart is my puff, puff pastry on Instagram. Enjoy Copeland writes, you do not need a caveat for her age. She looks good, period. I mean, I think we said that, though. Like, I mean, no. you don't, I don't think you have to be like for her age. Looks no, like I think you do. I think you have to say for her age. Because, like, I mean, look, if there's a room full of... <coughs> able-bodied 20 to 40 year olds. And then Martha Stewart walks in. I guarantee Martha Stewart, even looking good at 82 years old is not going to be the best looking person in the room. Yeah, but no, there. So that's why the caveat is attached to it. I disagree. There's a caveat. I think we explained it. And I think they're, this human's wrong and fuck them for their sensitivities. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. 
Lastly, uh, it's the dog peanut butter. We talked about this last week. Uh, Mike W. writes, LOL, we have a dog peanut butter jar that I use to give the dog medicine. I double dip the spoon after the first dog licks it. Try not to mix up the peanut butter and the, quote, dog peanut butter. I think he means, like, putting it on your testicles and letting the dog lick it off. The, <laughs> well, I think he there. also means, like, like your dog peanut butter is apparently, like, scientific in some capacity, according to mm. Sarah. It's like, no, this has been genetically engineered only for dogs. It's got additives that only dogs can have. And right. Yeah, he's just saying, like, no, I just, like, the dog licks this and I don't want to eat it. So we separate the two. <laughs> Where yours is like, like, this is built for dogs. Do, do you understand the dogs' mouths? That's like people say, like dogs' mouths are cleaner than humans' mouths. Like, yeah, they also lick their own dicks and assholes. <laughs> they also do that. And, and bottom line is, they're not cleaner. They're actually filthier than your mouth. Yeah, it's just they, they have cleaner. they have different enzymes, so they can they can withstand the filthiness. Yeah. Kind of got like so a when they lick your mouth, thing going on right. Look, yes. Uh, fucking case in point is they put fucking cones on dogs for a reason. And then <laughs> so that they don't fucking lick themselves because they're dirty as fuck. <laughs> like, Great if I get point. a paper cut, and I, I'm like, ooh, paper cut. I, I don't die, then die. Yes. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah. I don't then fucking get an infection and fucking spiral into death. They do if they lick their own wounds. Gotcha. So, there you go. He was like, okay, hold on. I, okay, say you have, quote-unquote, like a wrist surgery where you have an open wound. If you sat there and licked it yourself for a while, it, it might not get infected? I mean, so... I would be more concerned also, with my tongue and mouth than I would the actual wound, but... We also got to be a little bit, like, reasonable here. Like, if it's a giant gaping wound, you, one, probably shouldn't be licking it, first of all. And two, <laughs> fucking... It, 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 there's a, a lot more likelihood that the giant gaping wound is going to get infected than, like, the paper cut. Gotcha. Yeah, but... I was talking about, like, a, like a like something that was, like, stitched. Yeah, I, I mean, I, even still, I'd stick away with away from it. Like, okay, yeah. but I'm still concerned about your compulsion to lick yeah, it. Yeah, why would you lick that? Yeah, like, I get what saying you're saying. I would, but a dog yeah. would. You had, to, you had to put a cone around a dog's mouth. Yeah, I know, but you, but that. you, but you then turned it into like, okay, well, let's say you're a human and you've got right, this but movie. you don't have to put it. Okay, a human understands I shouldn't do that, but right. on the weird occasion say that like you you would be like wow huh i wonder what if i put my tongue on that 600 times would that get infected probably yeah yeah okay. it might yeah I, no i'm gonna say yes but i'm just saying because you're a human and you have a human brain and you're like if i lick this it'll get infected you're just not gonna lick it one i don't know why you lick it i mean i get why a dog licks it because they're like what's this weird thing that's going on with my body i'm gonna test it out and i don't have hands yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't understand medicine or the world except for bones and fucking chasing squirrels. Like, <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I think that's the big thing is like I don't have hands. Maybe the dogs maybe, just like what am I supposed to do with it? Like, maybe, maybe that's what they need to do with the lions. Fucking snip the old stepchildren. <laughs> Put some cones on those bastards, <laughs> dude. My neighbor had a dog, and they neutered it too soon. <sighs> I mean, like, yeah. I know there's a lot going on in the world right now, but, like, you want to talk about a genderless dog, that's what this was. It had, it was neither male nor female. 
He's a weird dog. What you, you, you're supposed you're supposed to wait a certain time, a certain mm-hmm. period of time, along in their maturity, because they're almost. <clears throat> When you do that, they won't mature anymore. So you want to wait as long as you possibly can. You basically want to wait until they're, they're ready to fucking, like, dry hump, like, a, the stairwell. You know? Like, that's yeah. when you do it. Yeah. They did this, mm-hmm. like, when this thing was still technically a puppy. And I'm just like, what? It was the most androgynous dog. It was Pat. It was the Pat of dogs. Oh, <laughs> he sat on my nuts. Now what am I going to eat? <laughs> and his name was MacGyver, which made it worse, because it's like, that's the coolest name for a dog. And he's such a pussy. <laughs> Yowzers. Yowzers. All right. We'll see you all next week on another exciting episode of the Little Classics. <laughs>